What's up, guys? My name is Wayne Lilly, and I'm one of the hosts here on the Fans of Football podcast. This is a show where my friend Enrique Oñate and I meet up every week to talk about what's happening around the English Premier League. This week, we've got a really fun show, but Enrique's out on vacation, so it'll just be me holding down the conversation. But I'll be talking about EPL fantasy team selections, along with predictions about how the EPL will shake up this season. I'll also cover mine and Enrique's score predictions for week one, and some highlights from the preseason that I thought were important to mention, as well as comments on the transfer session and how the teams have shaped up for the coming season. But before I get into all of that, I just want to thank you for taking the time to give this a listen, and make sure that if you enjoyed the podcast, to tell your friends about it if they love soccer, and come back next week for highlights of week one, as well as my thoughts on the transfer market and how the players performed, with our predictions for how week two will shape up. With that, we'll get into our next segment. Thanks for listening. What's up, guys? In our first segment today, I'll be covering mine and Enrique's picks this season for the EPL Fantasy app. Um, If you're not familiar with it, you just download the official Premier League app and um, you create an account. You can sign in with either Facebook or Google+. And then you have 100 million euros um, to pick your team. You pick two keepers, five defenders, um, five midfielders, and uh, three attacking players. And then um, you can pick whatever formation you'd um, like to utilize with those players. And you have to field 11. And um, based on player performances previous season, things like that, that's how much each player is worth. And then um, depending on how the players do in each game, your team will make points in which you can compete in the league or just in a general pool in the Premier League app. And so um, just to go over some things, um, my team is the first team that I'm going to go over. And then I'll cover Enrique's team for him, but we'll let him make more comments about the selections that he made and why he made them um, next week when he gets back. But um, for now, I'm just going to go over my team. And so the two keepers that I picked, um, I really like Alisson, and I picked uh, Foster from Watford. Um, I think Alisson is the best keeper in the Premier League. Um, Just watching him play for Brazil um, and seeing some of the saves he made, uh, Messi's free kicks specifically, just some really impressive saves. And so I think that he's going to put up some really great numbers as an individual player. And I think that obviously with players like Virgil van Dijk and young backs like uh, Alexander Arnold who have been performing really really well Um, Liverpool's defense will also do well which will help Alisson keep clean sheets and so I'm picking him to have a really great season another player that I picked was Foster the all-time leading save Um, he has the most amount of saves I guess in the Premier League ever ahead of Petr Cech Petr Cech has more clean sheets but Foster has more saves and is still playing for Watford and so he's my uh, keeper on the bench Then for my defensive line, um, I tried to pick some players that I thought would um, maybe do well defensively but still um, get involved with the offense for their teams. And so I have three defenders in my starting back line that are Maitland-Niles from Arsenal, uh, Fabian Delph, who just recently moved from Manchester City over to Everton, and uh, Johnny, who is a wingbacker for Wolves. I think that those three players, especially for defenders, um, quote-unquote, I think that they'll have really great seasons this 
this year um, going forward, and there'll be decent players in the back. And so they're the players that I picked to start this week specifically for my back line. To get into the midfield a little bit, I've got um, some big-name players and then some players on some um, clubs that aren't quite as big but I still think will perform well. I've got Pogba and De Bruyne from City and Man United. Um, They're obviously, in my opinion, they're the two best center midfield players in the Premier League right now. Um, the passing that both of them can achieve and the just chance creation that they both open up with their movement off and on the ball for their teammates is unlike any other players in the Premier League. And so they're two players that I think that you need in your uh, lineup for fantasy. I think that Wilfred Zaha is another player I have in my team. Um, I think that he'll be a little bit disappointed that he couldn't get a move away from Palace um, before the deadline. And so with that, I think that he'll be eager to prove himself worthy of a big club like that if he already hasn't, which I think that he has. And so he'll be eager to really prove that. Zaha is going to have a phenomenal season. And as they open up the weekend home against Everton, I think that he's going to have a really, really great match. The other player that I have in that midfield is uh, Pereira. He's a player from Watford that I really think is a great attacking midfield player. I think that him and Raul Jimenez this season um, will both have really dominating performance for the club. One plays for Watford and Raul is a striker that plays for Wolves. Um, I think that both of them will have really great seasons from clubs that maybe are trying to push into uh, those uh, top Top six to make those Europe qualifications. Maybe Watford a little bit outside of that, but still a phenomenal player there in Pereira. Um, so with that, my strikers then, one of them is who I named um, Jimenez, the Mexican striker from Wolves. They go away to Leicester opening, and I think he'll get on the score sheet that opening weekend. Alongside him, I've got two other attacking players, and Aubameyang, who is my captain, and Wesley, who recently was brought over from promoted side Austin Villa. He played in the Belgian League, I believe. Um, he's a Brazilian forward with um, great size who will be able to win ball and I think that in the box he'll be a threat he'll be able to put goals in for Villa that they'll have a really great season and so he's in my starting lineup following that my three bench players are a defender dunk he is a great defender for Brighton um they're going to be away to Watford. I think Watford's attack might be too much for that defense, though. Um, and so I'm afraid Dunk won't have as quite as a performance as uh, I would need for my starting lineup. So I'm going to be keeping him on the bench this week. I also have Chilwell from Leicester City. I think he's a good attacking, defending player. Um, does both on the ball well. But home against Wolves, I think that'll be a tough uh, match for them. And so I've also got him on the bench. And then at the midfield position, I actually have have a tough time with this one I have the American bot player for Chelsea and Christian Pulisic and um ah, I really want to switch it out but going away to Old Trafford in that first match I think that I think that Chelsea this season will put a lot of uh, put a lot of goals away but I think that they're going to give up a lot of goals especially with the sale of David Luiz um, I'm not in, totally in love with him as a defender, but I think that <laughs> he's still um, an incredible, or well, not an incredible signing, but he's a good player for our side, and to give him for what I re- saw reported 9 to $10 million to rival side Arsenal, 
Um, it worried me a little bit about Chelsea because I'm not sure the depth in the back is entirely there. I know Kurt Zuma is a great player, but we've seen in previous seasons he's had health issues. And so I'm a little bit worried about our depth at the back now with that sale. But I've got Pulisic on the bench um, looking to make his way into my starting lineup. Then with that, just to go over Enrique's lineup... Um, Oh, and also, sorry, my vice captain. My captain was Aubameyang, as I said, and my vice captain is Alisson. I think having him as vice captain is a good way to get points. Um, just with the performances he'll have in any games that he really has saves, having that vice captain's uh, ban will help him uh, solidify your team in a little bit better standings-wise for points. And so that's something that I did as well as Enrique did because he too has Alisson as his um, keeper in goal starting. His back three, a little bit different than mine. He's got Vertonghen at the back from Tottenham, Robertson and Alexander-Arnold, both players from Liverpool, who will probably have amazing opening weekends going up against Norwich at home tomorrow evening. And so that's a really good uh, really good defensive lineup. I uh, More defensive players, I mean, some wing backers, but uh, Robertson maybe doesn't quite get it forward as much as players like Johnny. Um, so we'll see how that, uh, we'll see how it pans out. They, uh, they'll definitely be incredible players. I think that Robertson and Alexander-Arnold are two of the most expensive defenders that you can get in the app. So clearly um, expectations are high for those two young men. In Enrique's defensive line, he's got Bernardo Silva from City. He or did I say defensive? I meant the midfield line. In his midfield line, he's got Bernardo Silva. He's got Neves from Wolves. Um, Silva from City, obviously. He's got Xhaka from his loved club Arsenal, and Ricardoson from Everton in his um in his midfield lineup. I really like the pick of Ricardoson. Honestly, he's a player that I midfield sure um i i think that he plays up forward uh, more of a striker center forward role a lot for um everton although i've seen him play in the wing some i think that he'll get forward a lot this season with some of the additions that everton have brought in um and so with that i think that he'll be a great player but i'm not entirely sure if he um has quite the same quality as some of the picks that i had like wilfred zaha <laughs> Um, so with that, just to go into Enrique's attacking lineup, he also has Jimenez, a player he's a big fan of. But instead of Wesley and Aubameyang, he's got Jota, another player from Wolves, and Aguero as his captain, the Manchester City striker, coming into his... Uh, what what season is this for Aguero now? He's been in the Premier League for some time. I uh, When I was younger, Sergio Aguero was a favorite player of... Uh, a uh, friend that I had, and he, uh, <laughs> the young Argentinian, was someone that we grew up watching. So now having him be a 31 year old seasoned veteran is is definitely a change for me, uh, just as a fan. But I mean, playing at Manchester City since 2011, he's netted 164 goals and. 
he'll definitely add to that tally this season. I just, I'm hoping Obama Yang nets more, and that's why I picked him to be my captain over Aguero. So we'll see as the season pans on. But on Enrique's bench, he uh, shares the defensive pick dunk with me. Um, he's got keeper Hugo Loris from Tottenham on his bench. Uh, midfielder Almiron, uh, the player from Atlanta United that was recently brought over by Newcastle. And he's got Manchester United's defender uh, recently brought over from Crystal Palace, Juan Bizaka, on the bench. Probably because he thinks uh, maybe won't play quite as good against Chelsea with how well their offense have been producing preseason. Maybe thinking that... Um, uh, Manchester United will be looking to let in some goals this coming weekend, uh, Sunday night, the last uh, match of the weekend. So we'll see how that game pans out. But with that, we'll uh, roll into our next segment shortly. And I appreciate to I appreciate everyone listening to uh, the EPL talk. And if you're interested in downloading the app and getting some conversation in with us, just let me know. Send me a message on Twitter or if you have my phone number or my contact information. Go ahead and reach out to me and let me know with that we'll move into our next segment all right the next thing to talk about for this week is our score predictions for week one as well as running over my and Enrique's predictions for how the Premier League will finish this season now, Enrique is gone this week. Um, he's out on vacation out in California. But um, when he's back next week, he'll be able to talk more about his uh, Premier League side and give some of his thoughts on the players he chose, as well as some of the thoughts on um, the finishing um, spots for the teams and the final scores for this week's matches. So with that, um, I'm going to go into Enrique's scores first, and then I'll get into mine. Then we can talk about our final standing. So with that, the first match of the weekend has got our second place team from the previous season, Liverpool, hanging out at home playing Norwich. Um, in that match, Enrique's got a 2-0 victory for Liverpool, which I think was probably a fair assessment. Um, in the second match on the following Saturday morning, we've got West Ham versus Manchester City. Enrique's got that game finishing a 1-2-3 match with City winning. Um, after that, or during that same time, actually, Bournemouth and Sheffield will face off. Um, that has a Bournemouth as the home team. Sheffield, a recently promoted side. Um, Sheffield United, not Sheffield Wednesday, if you're familiar with both of those clubs. And in that match, Enrique's got Bournemouth winning 1-0. Um, in the next uh, match, we've got Burnley facing Southampton, um, a match of two teams that were near the bottom last season, so maybe fighting for a relegation spot, uh, to get out of a relegation spot, excuse me, this year. And so with that, Enrique's got them facing off in a 1-1 draw. <clears throat> next, we've got Crystal Palace at home versus Everton. Enrique sees the away side having a strong opening weekend and Crystal falling to Everton in a 1-2 defeat. Next, we've got Watford versus Brighton with Watford being the home team. Enrique has that predicted as a 0-0 draw. 
Spurs versus Villa. Spurs opening their first Premier League match of the season against newly promoted side Villa at home. Enrique has that match as a 2-0 victory. Enrique's game of the week is Leicester versus Wolves, two sides that we could see breaking into a maybe top seven spot. Also, two sides that we could see finishing down in uh, round 15th, depending on how things turn out and how the chemistries shape around the clubs. And so Enrique's got that match ending in a 2-2 draw. The next match, and uh, the final two, I should say, uh, one of them is Newcastle versus Arsenal, with Newcastle being the featured home side. Enrique, being an Arsenal boy, can't let them go down to Newcastle. He's got them on the road pulling it out 2-1. to one. With that, finally, we've got the final game on Sunday, Manchester United against Chelsea at Old Trafford. Enrique has that one playing out to a 1-1 draw. So with that, I'm just going to talk about the differences between what uh, I picked and the reasons that I picked what I did. Um, So Liverpool versus Norwich. I have that game being 3-0 rather than 2-0. I think that Liverpool will be very dominant. Sadio Mane will come out. He will have a very good opening weekend along with some of the other players that Liverpool has featured over the last couple seasons like Salah and Firmino. They're all going to come out, especially against Norwich, hungry at home. I see that match being 3-0. I uh, agree with Enrique on City beating West Ham at home 3-1. I think West Ham will have a good season, and they'll be a tougher side than a lot of people are expecting them to be, maybe. Um, They have had a lot of improvement. Um, Some people think that they might be able to jump into near a Euro spot, but I don't see that happening for them this season, and I see them starting off their Premier League season with a 3-1 defeat at home to City. I've got Bournemouth beating Sheffield three to nothing at home. I think Bournemouth's got some great attacking players um, that are honestly underrated for the skills that they've demonstrated over the last couple seasons. With newly uh, promoted side Sheffield, I don't think that their defense, um, just seeing some clips from their uh, play last season, I don't think it will stand up to the test, and I see Bournemouth winning that game 3-0. Next is Burnley-Southampton. I like both sides. I think both sides have got some young talent that um, has great potential. I really like Dwight McNeil on Burnley. Um, I see that game, though, being a 2-1 victory for Southampton on the road. The next game I have is Crystal versus Evan, Ever, Everton. Excuse me. Um, I see Crystal Palace netting a tying goal at the end, and instead of a one-two loss like Enrique has, I see a two-two draw for Crystal at home. For Spurs and um, Villa, I see. Or Oh, no, excuse me, excuse me, Watford versus Brighton. Looking at the wrong notes. Watford versus Brighton. I see a good match. I see Watford getting out early against Brighton. Brighton battling back, not being able to quite get it. Watford having a beautiful counterattack and finishing their match at home 2-0 to to be victors. I see this game as the Premier League game of the week. I like Spurs versus Villa. I think Villa are a strong side who will 
show that the money they spent this summer was to build a team of great depth and great skill. I think Spurs will still be triumphant at home, but the game will end 3-2. Leicester versus Wolves, I think, will be a really great matchup. I don't think Leicester quite has the same qualities that they did a few years ago. Um, I know that they brought in players like Tellyman to um, stay and kind of bolster that midfield, help players like Jamie Vardy up top, but I don't see Leicester being as effective up top as Wolves. I see them losing that game at home 1-2. Newcastle versus Arsenal, I see a game being a possession struggle, two teams really wanting to get a hold of the ball and work through um, their offense, but just not quite being able to. I do see Arsenal getting a nice counterattacking piece with the Yang finishing on the end of it for an Arsenal victory 1-0. And my final game of the week, Manchester United versus my favorite club, Chelsea. I see that being a wonderful final match where where both defenses quite haven't pieced it together, but both offensives look hungry. I see that match finishing as a 3-3 draw. So with that, the next thing that we're going to get into is our Premier League predictions. 20 teams and how we think that they will finish for this upcoming Premier League season and where... Um, where they we really think the teams can go what what will go wrong and what will go right um we'll cover it more in depth next weekend when Enrique can go back and forth with me about some of the picks he did but I'm just going to go have a brief overview of some of the topics just so we can lay it out there and talk about our predictions for the coming season with that, I'm going to give you Enrique's list from 20 to 1, followed by my list from 20 to 1. <clears throat> Enrique has Sheffield 20th, Brighton 19th, Norwich 18th, Burnley 17th, Villa 16th, Bournemouth 15th, Southampton 14th, Watford 13th, Palace 12th, West Ham 11th, New, or, excuse me, Newcastle 10th, Leicester 9th, Wolves 8th, Everton 6th, Manchester United 5th, Chelsea 4th, Tottenham 3rd, or, or Tottenham 4th, Arsenal 3rd, City 2nd, and Liverpool being the champions at the end of the season. Now this is how mine differs. Sheffield, we both agree, will finish in 20th place. We both agree that Norwich will get relegated, although I have them in 19th. I see Burnley being the team that gets dropped in that 18th spot. Then I have Bournemouth at 17, Brighton at 16, Southampton at 15, West Ham at 14, Newcastle at 13, Watford at 12, Crystal Palace at 11, Leicester at 10, Villa at 9, Everton at 8, Man U at 7, Arsenal at 6th, I have Chelsea finishing 5th, and that pains me because I love my Blues, but I think the Wolves are going to have a phenomenal season at 4th. I know, bold, bold predictions, but I really think the Wolves are going to surprise a lot of people this season. Followed by Tottenham being that 3rd place team, City getting second as they focus up for Champions League this season, and Liverpool finally getting that crowd of the Premier League title. 
It'll be a tough season. It's going to be a long season. And I honestly think that we'll see a lot of new faces shine that we won't have seen that we wouldn't have seen in previous seasons. For me, my leading scores for the Premier League season is going to be Aubameyang. I think that he will have the most goals. I think most assists will come from Kevin De Bruyne. And I think that Alisson will have the uh, greatest amount of clean sheets. Um, Enrique's predictions for those same things. He sees Aguero netting the most goals this season. He sees Son having the most assists. And we agree that Alisson will be the keeper that ends the season with the most clean sheets. And so those are just some of the pieces that we've uh, discussed over the last couple of weeks, how we feel some of the teams will side on the first week and overall how we think the league is going to play out just based on the uh, point values for the teams over the course of the 38 matches. Um With that, we're going to segue into our next topic, and we're going to talk about the Audi Cup and some of the highlights I saw from some of the teams, so stay tuned. All right, guys, the last segment we have today, I'll just be talking about some of the transfers we've seen on some of the big clubs this season and how I think that they're going to impact the sides. So the first team that I'm going to start with is uh, Chelsea because they haven't really bought anyone. They're on a transfer ban, and so I think earlier in the podcast I was briefly mentioned the sale of David Luiz being something I didn't totally understand because I don't really think we have the depth at the back. So yes, we keep Kovacic. I think that that's a great move for our uh, center mid um, players. I think that he's a very great talent. Um, He needs to take that next step to really reach the potential that people think he can. But with a player like Frank Lampard giving him advice or a coach, excuse me, like Frank Lampard giving him advice this season, I think that he'll learn some of the insights of the game that maybe he hadn't seen with the manager like Sari, who's really focused on building the team through passing and through mostly Jorginho's passing. And so that with uh, Pulisic coming in from Dortmund, um, he's no hazard, but he'll still have an amazing season. And again, I think that Lampard will be able to teach him a lot of great things about um, not only the attacking side of the ball, but also about the work that he needs to do off the ball to get him to get himself into the correct position um, to set his teammates up for success. But I am worried, again, about that back line. Again, I don't think that David Luiz is the most wonderful center back ever. His defensive mistakes at Forest center back have really shined uh, more than his great defensive plays. Um, but he's always been a player that's been able to play out of the back well with his feet. And on an occasional free kick, if he catches the ball right, it's going in the net. That was with letting Gary Cahill go, who I know didn't play very much, if at all, last season, um, go to Crystal Palace for, I think, a free transfer. I'm just worried about the center back depth for uh, Chelsea in the coming season. Um, Rudiger, phenomenal. And I think that Zuma will have a really great season as long as he can stay healthy. But I'm just worried about our selection. I know that Christensen is another great center back. Um, 
but some of his plays he made during the preseason, uh, one goal specifically against Leipzig when Chelsea was playing them preseason, he basically passed it into Leipzig's striker's uh, feet and let the man finish it himself. It was a play, a defensive positioning play where he wasn't on his toes and obviously got caught out. And so that's a that's going to be a problem in my opinion for Chelsea if. Um, if they can't manage to get that defensive back a little bit more strengthened. Maybe Absalakoita will be able to help the squad tighten things up as the season progresses, but I'm a little bit worried about the side. Um, for Liverpool as well, they didn't really bring anybody in. Um, they let a uh, couple players go, players that maybe we had seen get time a couple seasons ago, players like Minoulet, um, but not so much last season. Uh, no real movement this uh, off season for Liverpool and uh, that kind of worries me just for the depth of their squad if they're hoping to make a run in both the Premier League and Champions League um, because when you look at Manchester City I mean the players they brought in Rodri is a phenomenal center mid who's going to be able to replace um replace uh, Fernandinho at that holding spot and uh, with a lot of great decision making and already played some top tier football over at Atletico for Simeone I think that he's going to be a phenomenal signing for City as well as the the signing that shocked me the most Jal Concello um I I want to know what made him leave Juventus maybe because it just it doesn't make sense to me for Sarri to sell honestly you could argue one of the best right backs in the premier or not the premier league in the world right now um letting him go as just in a trade for Danilo who is um not the worst outside back um, in the world, but certainly not to the uh, class of Zhao. And so I don't really understand that move by Juventus, but really, really strengthens that city side. Uh, players like Kyle Walker and um, Zhao out on the uh, wings, I mean, they'll Mindy too. They'll be a very dangerous side coming out of the back. Um, with that, um, another team that strengthened at the back this offseason that we all know about was Manchester United signings. Um, they brought in Harry Maguire, but let go of Romelu Lukaku and didn't really bring anyone in to replace him. Now, to me, that says that um, they really plan on playing youngsters like Mason Greenwood quite a bit this upcoming season. He, um, I watched a Manchester United game preseason, and he he looked good. He uh, got a goal in the match I watched, and for 16 years old, uh, his positioning on the field, as well as his ability to link up with some of the players coming out of the midfield, um, really impressed me. And so I think that he'll be a really so uh, strong player this season for them, and he'll be able to link up with Jesse Lingard and Mark. Marcus Rashford really well. Um, Juan Bazaka, he's uh, impressed me a ton. Um, a lot of people didn't like the amount of money that Manchester United paid for him or Harry Maguire. Um, but I think that um, just seeing what I saw in preseason, the defensive, um, so the defensive 
I I don't know the word I'm looking for exactly, but just what he brings to that defensive side from the outside perspective. I mean, he could play center back. He is truly the best defender you're going to have on that back line, and he's one of your outside backs, and I don't think that that typically happens. And so the one thing that he will have to work on, obviously, is getting forward. Sometimes he looks like he's um just getting forward just because he knows he's supposed to, not because he actually wants to put himself into a threatening position. Um, but on that defensive side of the ball, Juan Bizaka is um, honestly the best defensive wingback, I think, in all of your football right now I would say that he is the best defensive wing back Ah, just about I it's close and I think that him and Zhao um although isn't quite as great of a defender but just the quality he brings up and down both sides I think that they're both players that are coming into the Premier League this season that are going to have um phenomenal years coming back and going forward and I'm really excited to see what Juan Bazaka can progress and how he can progress as a red at Manchester United um, the next team that I'm just going to cover a little bit is Arsenal. I, um, I'm happy with Arsenal signing on the last day. I think that they brought in some really great players. David Luiz, not um, the best defender per se, but um, coming into the side for the price he has with the defenders that Arsenal currently has, he's definitely an improvement. Um, the young lad that they signed from uh, Celtic also, I think that he'll really help strengthen up that side on um, the opposite side of Hector Bellerin. And um, Arsenal honestly look a good side to me with Pepe. Um, I think that they'll be a good attacking side. It'll help Aubameyang and Lacazette um, be able to stay more central when they attack. And um, the bringing in the midfield player from Madrid, um, another great addition. I think that if they're able to capitalize on him and he's able to stay fit and really reaches the promise that has been proposed, um, Arsenal easily could be a side that threatens for maybe that third spot. Um, but that's only if they keep everything together for the entire season. And if we know anything about Arsenal, that probably isn't going to occur. And so with that, the last team that I wanted to talk about, uh, I just wanted to go over Tottenham signings. Um, they brought in Las Celos, um, the real bettest um, midfield player. Uh, I really like that signing. Um, I think that the... Uh, the last couple seasons, him being at Real Betis, um, playing in that midfield with uh, Guardado, the Mexican um, center midfield player, I think that he's able to learn a lot. And just the talent that he has playing under the under-20 um, Spanish side uh, the last couple years, I think that he's going to be a really great uh young player for Tottenham that shows his quality uh, alongside the midfielder with Undumbia, uh, who they recently brought in from France for their record transfer fee. Um, he looked like a solid center mid, um, for a box-to-box midfielder more than I'd seen in some time. And I think that he... <clears throat> Those two players will have a really great season, along with the Fulham winger, Sessegnon, that they brought in. Um, he impressed very much as a youngster, being the youngest to score in the championship at 16 years old. Um, coming up now and scoring in the Premier League, too, with Fulham, and now being able to join that Tottenham side, I think that he'll be a player of great quality who will be able to link up with the likes of Lucas Mora and Son um, very well. He'll be able to 
provide a quality wing play. And um, as long as he works on his deliveries into the ball, I think Harry Kane is a player on his team that would be very excited about him coming in. Um, so with that, that uh, basically wraps up the show for this week. I'm really excited to talk more next week after the Premier League uh, opening weekend closes about the matches. And honestly, I'm really excited to have Enrique here next week just to go over all of the um, things that he wanted to talk about with his preseason EPL squad and all of his predictions for week one. So thank you again for listening. Um, we'll be posting the uh, podcasts every Thursday night um, before the matches occur on Friday morning, if any are happening on Friday. And so uh, look forward to seeing Liverpool and Norwich for opening day tomorrow. And again, thanks for listening. This was the Fans of Football podcast. I'm Wayne Lilly. Thank you.